podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to the hope for the warriors.org Welcome to a Gallagher Shots podcast. My name is Emil Franchi and one of the main things that is getting everyone excited at Newcastle United is the prospect of new ownership, but also the atmosphere in the stadium. Everyone's thinking about that first game back if this goes through and one of the main centre points of that day would surely be the return of War Flags and Thomas from War Flags has joined us today. Hi, Tom. Hi, mate. You all right? Very good. Excited as you can hear. Um, really good to speak speak to you just for anyone who has been living under a rock Thomas can you give us just a a bit of a definitive statement on why it was war flags disappeared towards the start of the season yeah basically stemmed from the departure of um of Rafa Benitez um a lot of the group decided enough was enough um so decided to to boycott um or cancel the season tickets and and no longer continue to go which made which made putting on any sort of display impossible because we need a lot of manpower in order to be able to do it so um and we kind of took the stance that we didn't for for much longer want to portray an image that everything was all right at the club because it quite clearly wasn't um so we decided to take the stance to just stop doing displays and, and that was our that was our protest as a group. Yeah, and that was all kind of amongst the umbrella of protests that kind of surrounded the start of the season, uh, in particular the Arsenal game. You've had a lot of people going. Did you find that there was a lot of people who were saying, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll wave the flags, I'll take part in the processions up to the ground from the bars. Did they disappear as well? Yeah, it, it just seemed to... It just seemed to fall away. The entire thing seemed to fall away. Um, no one was um, quite enthusiastic about putting any sort of display on. Um, you know, we had more people enthusiastic about the protests outside of the ground than doing anything inside. Yeah, and rightly so, you know, and I, I guess to some extent there's there's been changes now which, which some might say job well done for some of that, but uh, of course there's a, a number of factors in amongst all of this, the, the current yeah. climate around the world. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to be point scoring to say that we did this. No. Just to compare it, I mean, a year ago, names were being taken, I guess production would have started on the T4 flag that came out at Liverpool yeah so we've actually literally about 10 minutes ago we were discussing that in our group that it was almost a year ago that we decided to to make the drive to Poland to pick it up Um, design was already underway and we'd already started raising funds for it we just didn't know when we were going to be doing it so whether it was going to be the start of the season or do it against Liverpool. Um, so it was around about now that we decided to make the trip to Poland. So, yeah, a lot has happened in that time. Yeah, it's it's quite it's like looking back at your Facebook memories and thinking, blimey, that was that was a long time ago, but it, it wasn't that long at all. And I mean... It wasn't, no. I mean, a lot of fans still to this day talk about it. I, I wasn't able to get to that game, which I'm, I'm still sick to the core about, even though we did lose. <laughs> it seemed like just the atmosphere was on fire that day. And, you know, everyone had the bit of drinking 
them. They'd been in the town till was it like a seven forty five kickoff, and then out, was, come, yeah, out comes the flag, and you think, is is this? Is this the future? What what was going through your minds when that came out? What was kind of the thought process to say, let's let's get this ready? One of the biggest things was we actually we anticipated that Rafa wasn't going to be there at the start of the season. We actually anticipated a lot of bad feeling around the club at the time. Mm. So we thought we've got one chance to do it and do it right and, and really make a success of it. And we, we saw the Liverpool game as just perfect, really. 7.45 kickoff on a Saturday night. Um on the day it was mainly just a case of staying sober enough to be able to put the flag out <laughs> biggest challenge of them all but I mean it, it yeah. galvanised the fan yeah. base in a way you know we thought here we are we are like this Bundesliga outfit type thing that can take on the, the champions elect the next year and give them a good go and I mean we nearly did it albeit for a, a slight dodgy dive let's say from uh, from one of theirs yeah. uh, just before we kind of look so far ahead there was a lot of talk around the FA Cup games, Newcastle going on a bit of a run there. There was slight temptation, I guess, from war flags. We saw a few tweets where it was like, shall we, shall we not? What went through everyone's heads as the Man City fixture was announced? Yeah, there was very much a mixture within the group. Um, I personally, I'm one that kept my ticket on. So, you know, I was I was obviously going to be at that game and, and I was very, very excited for it being the first quarterfinal we'd had in, in God knows how long. We'd obviously we thought about it and we were really tempted, um, but we then, you know, we, we took a step back and we looked at the situation and thought, no. Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. We, we just can't butter up the last 13 years of Mike Ashley's reign um, with one FA Cup quarterfinal. So um, whilst we were urging the team to win the game, which obviously hasn't gone ahead, mm. um, you know, we still thought it wouldn't be the right thing for us to do. It would look a little bit like we've just thrown away everything we stood for, really. Yeah, and and you know, it's 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 fair enough. I think a lot of fans are of the belief where it was like, why start now type thing? You know, we, we can't let these little victories become the, I guess, in a way, it's a, it's a word everyone say at the minute, but this sport washing for, for all that's gone on, I guess, you know, it's one one cup run and suddenly everyone's back to normal, but... Yeah, it, it's not back to normal. And um, let, let's say if, if Newcastle had gone further, Wembley perhaps, would, would that have been something which maybe came in? God, that, that would have been really difficult. We, we were talking about it. Everyone was talking about going to Wembley and we were talking about it. And one of the things that we noticed... You say people were talking about it, Thomas, but some people actually booked flights and everything. I think everyone was uh, <laughs> certain that we were going to... Some, people were booking out yeah. wedding days off and stuff like that. It was mental. But go on, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you saying? Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's just, you know, over the years at Wembley... Um, it, it seems as though they'll put on a display for a club, and it's very plastic. And so, you know, get the flags out, like get these little plastic flags out for everyone to hold. And we've never been that sort of football club. We've always kind of 
especially the flags we, we've always put on our own displays and um we we were talking about Wembley if we got to Wembley god we we definitely wanted to be able to take control of what was going to be the display in the stands on the day like even if even if know, it was a case of the flags I guess on on Wembley way you know the the build up and yeah. we saw how Sunderland took over the capital for their Trafalgar Square days you know it, it would be yeah. akin to that with our stuff it would be very difficult to miss and, and I know it's all in hindsight but we could potentially still have this FA Cup quarter final and it, and it could be under new ownership exactly it, you know, it's, you know, it's uh, you know. almost uh, everything is falling into place to a certain yeah. extent and I'm going to say that thing and say when this happens um, yeah this is the time for the return and and there's a bit of relief that we didn't have to wait that long for the return what does the future hold if we see this new ownership and the, and the first game back when people are allowed into stadiums again oh we're back 100% um, we are definitely coming back as a group assuming it goes through the difficulty is obviously when when we're actually allowed back in you know, we, we could have we could have played thirty games as a football club by the time fans are allowed back in the stadiums. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it's such a difficult situation that um, we can we can make some plans, but at the same time, when we don't know when we're actually going to be going to the stadium again, it's very difficult. Would there be a reluctance um, but- to do anything with the? remaining games Let, let's say that there's a few of them at the end of the season that, that we were able to get into would there be a reluctance to do anything with those games given the association with the old regime to be honest that not really we've always been a we've always been a group that wants to back the team we just felt that the team wasn't being backed from the ownership and the ownership we were using our displays as their own sort of propaganda and that's why we felt we didn't want to continue um, I think if, if, it, if it changes which we're, we're fully anticipating that it does um, I think we'd be we'd be more than happy to come straight back in and, and put on a display if that's what people wanted us to do I think that's good for a lot of fans to hear as well because you know I, I, I follow you on Twitter I see there's, there's a sometimes a mixed response from fans over what should have been done and what they would have done. And, and, and I guess it's just hell, really, for something that has always got the fans at the forefront. Um, let's say we, we get to this point with the new owners. What things could we expect? We've seen the anniversary stuff. We've seen ideas with the messages uh, for the likes of Almiron, Benitez, uh, Unity. Where does it go next? How do we make this bigger? It's a it's a difficult one. We've already talked about what the first display will be, and we've talked about potentially a message for like the NHS, um, which would be well received, I dare say. But then, obviously, the fact that it's going to be a new ownership, you, you know, we we want to go big. We've we've talked about some plans, but it, it's 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 really difficult to say exa- what exactly. And as well, what people have to remember is we paid about fifteen thousand pound for that massive server flag. Yeah. So I dare say that's going to be coming back out again. I would like to see that flag out again because I would like to find my name. I've been trying for ages to try and find my name, but for some reason, <laughs> I think what you should do is right. We'll get some funds up. Everyone needs a jigsaw right now. We'll get a big jigsaw of that flag sent out, and I think that, that that's a bit of a business idea for you there. So you can have that one. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, you just credit my name, and I'll I'll have ten percent. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sorry, we'll send the property over I'll do a Sa- I'll do a Saudi deal with you and I'll have 80 20 to me all right <laughs> that's okay <laughs> um, but but yeah I mean you know at the minute it does seem like things are still so near yet so far 
trying to say what we're going to do with with big things and and looking at the things that maybe were in the pipeline that didn't quite get done. It's all very exciting. Have you had any contact with anyone at all with regards to what could happen uh, in line with the ownership or is this purely just based on what goes around the group? Yeah, it's mainly based on what goes around the group. You know, we've we've obviously been asked a lot if, if the new owners have been in touch with us. No, they haven't. I dare say there's other fan groups that they would want to get in touch with first. Um, but one thing we can say, though, is that we're more than open to talk to any new owners that come in. At the same time, we've also got a really, really good relationship with people that already work at the club. That's one thing that I must stress. You yeah. know, we've, we've worked really hard with with people at the club that were very, very supportive of us. And we can't, we just can't wait to work with them again because they were fantastic. And they made it easier on us. You know, they gave us a lot of access to the ground at, at after o'clock in the morning and stuff like that to get in and sort things out. Um, we're just looking forward to working with them again as, as well as anyone new that might come in. Yeah, it's, it's worth stressing that no matter what your feelings about some members of the regime, fans should remember that there are a lot of good people still working at Newcastle United yeah. just canny people who who love the club yeah. through through it all um and and you know when when you first got access to that kind of thing it it did seem that there was just this lovely relationship where almost anything went you know uh, it was like anything was allowed so testament to them really yeah 100% you know they, like I said before they were they were really really supportive of us as a group um and we just hope that that continues you know we've we've always been a group in the past that has done what we've wanted. You know, it's always been a message from the fans rather than a a message that's kind of got a club message within it. You know, it's always been from the fans and that needs to remain the same. Just to go on to a few questions that we got here, linking in everything we've spoke about so far, Thomas. I mentioned how do we make things bigger? A lot of fans are saying, how do we do the whole... Can we get pulley strings? So I'm not yeah. really sure what's well, going on with that. But well, this is the, with with the pulley system. We've um, you know we've got a few aims as a group anyway, and and one of the big ones would be a proper singing section, and and hopefully what is going to turn into a, a standing section. Um, I think that's a must. You know, we haven't really got one designated area within the stadium that is that can be classed as like the core of the atmosphere. Um, another thing was the pulley system. So we actually had some discussions with the club before we we, we stopped putting displays on um, about installing a pulley system. Um, we had people come into the ground to look at it. You know, there was questions about the weight that it would put on the Gallagher roof and stuff like that. Um, but that's definitely something that we would we would look to have in the future as well as a pulley system. We see it at Dortmund is probably the main one that get, where it gets used. Um, so that would that would help displays massively. Not to get too technical, yeah. but could you just explain how exactly Exactly that works uh, when you yeah, say about so the weight on the Gallagher and stuff. Yeah, because of the, you know, it would be a system that would have to be integrated to the roof right at the top, um, just underneath where the, the current Sports Direct sign is. Um, and it would then have ropes that, that come all the way down that would then, it would have to be sturdy enough to be able to, to lift the weight of the flag. These flags aren't very light. They are very heavy. So it needs enough support in the roof itself to be able to lift the flag up. I'm sure fans so, won't mind um, you attaching it to the Sports Direct sign, and if that falls down, then you know. No, it's I'm sure. Right. Yeah, if that's what replaces it, then yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see what um, we can do with it. Yeah, so it's just 
we, we want something like that installed if, if, if possible, you know, it, yeah. it, it all depends on funding and stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're ambitions that we've got. Yeah, and music to people's ears, I'm sure. Uh, you mentioned about the singing section there, another question that kind of came in. We saw the emergence of War Hiem and then kind of the, the two of you merged, didn't you? And then mm-hmm. so where, where exactly would you envisage it? Because everyone's got an opinion of where the singing section should be. Um, if you were to pick your ultimate area, where would it be? If, if it was my personal choice, because like you say, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Um, my personal choice would be right behind the goal in the Gallagher. The, the the issue we have is is obviously people that have sat there for quite some time. But we have to be looking to the future and saying, you know, every club should have a home end, and we haven't we haven't really had that for a long time. The last really really good singing section we had was in level seven, and you know we had the the small one that was at the back of the Gallagher recently, but. I think we need to be looking along the lines of safe standing or standing, you know, installing the standing section. I think that's always going to be pitch side. So I think we kind of need to bite the bullet as a football club and just install it there or in the strawberry corner. Yeah. Is is there anything coming in with this rule for away fans? Is is there still something that says that we have to... Shopping these days can be underwhelming, but at QVC, we believe those who love to shop deserve a living, breathing way to shop, where product descriptions are alive with demos by creators, chats with inventors, and hosts who know the most. From self-care and kitchenware to fashion trends and forever faves, at QVC, we bring life to products and products to life. Shop qvc.com podcast and use code QVC15podcast for $15 off $30 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life bring them closer or is that kind of past now? Yeah, so the, the rule is still in place and it was only really brought in, brought in to tackle Newcastle and Sunderland and <laughs> Sunderland got relegated and, and we said no. Bloody northern so is eh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because there's no other club that it really affects. So it's it's um, we have to look at that and, and personally, from a personal point of view, and this I don't speak for the group in this, that I would have the away fans pitch side because I think it would help the atmosphere. But the club have always said from a health and safety point of view, which I can understand for the layout of the ground outside, that it's easier to put them in where they are now. Yeah, and going back to that thing that I mentioned, we've seen attempts to do flags at every end. Is there the possibility of branching out and making it a thing where both ends kind of have some representation, big big ones on either side? Yeah, possibly. And this was one thing that going back to the pulley system, when we were discussing it, if this was the leaser's end, it wouldn't have been an issue. It's a new stand, effectively. It's got a lot more protection behind it than the Gallagher does. It wouldn't be an issue. Um, in terms of displays and other other stands, I don't see why not. It's more a case of manpower, I think, is, is the only issue. It's one of the toughest things to police as well. I mean, we've seen countless times, oh, this one's missing, or someone's taken this, and then eventually it turns yeah. up again, some we've never seen again. And it's just a case of being like, what what, what are people going to gain from this? I mean, with, with the new stuff going on, you might think that there's a bit of a, a bigger movement of people to try and get involved with this and really want to make St. James's Park the fortress that it should be. Yeah, definitely. I, I dare say that will be the case that a lot a lot of people want to, to get on board with it now, um, which is absolutely fine. We're always looking for, for people to help out on match days. So, um, you know, if, if people want to take up the reins and doing it in different stands, fantastic. I'd notice someone discussing, can we do the full stadium? That would be really, really difficult. <laughs> it's the big um, one that I've seen. That, yeah, that would cost a lot of money as well. So, um, We've got flags. I mean, the Leicester game, for example, everyone had one of those black and white flags. So I yeah. think it's a case of, of, of encouraging people to be like, right, let's bring stuff back. Let's try and have back, this yeah. thing. Yeah, the scarves as well. You know, the scarves were oh, really popular. I'd love the scarves. Like that, that, yeah, like She Was Testimony 
testimony everyone remembers that war scarves like, that's what we need we, we need, yeah, we need a scarves, split, yeah. split the group of just scarves um, yeah, I think you're coming up with some good ideas yeah maybe well you know what I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help however I can I'll get this message out there but um, you know black, um, this is the black and white we've got the maroon and blue is it a case of, of, of anything people can bring anything people can bring that just uh, you know helps the the visual display of it all everyone should be singing in the stadium anyway um, in my opinion you know if people don't want to that's fine I would but, say you know, maybe don't bring the maroon and blue scarves if we're playing Barcelona in a few months time yeah, of course yeah which, which is which is inevitable yes that we're going to be playing Barcelona sometime soon so <laughs> yes a lot of rumours about managers and, and who's it's going to be Benitez flags are still there if, if he was to make a, a, a triumphant return to uh, the stadium it, uh, yes the Benitez flag is still there yeah we did keep it uh, for sentimental reasons um, but it is still in the cupboard yeah a few of the other ones that we made for Benitez you know the big like Spanish quote that's in the bin because it was rotten basically right okay um, but we, we do still have the, the big Benitez flag yeah the Keegan message still rings true and, and, and has got even bigger meaning now if, if this happens yeah 100% definitely and we're really really proud that we did that display we knew it at the time that we'd made so uh, we, we put a, a big message across at the time and we're just really happy that it still gets pointed towards today I was going to say I think that the two flags that everyone kind of goes back to you, you'll see the the newspaper ones but then you've got the T4 but after that it is the Keegan message which I think a lot of people um, are, are using at the minute as a, as a good message to, to put across and then the last one someone mentioned about the fact that we might have games behind closed doors and we've seen um, I, th- I think it's Dortmund who've been installing these uh, cardboard cutouts of the fans is there any eye that if St James's Park was able to have games behind closed doors would there be any contact to perhaps get the flags in just on the sides just so there's something yeah I think that's a great idea I really do and if it was possible I dare say that would be something we would look to do as a group I think right now we're all still just getting used to the lockdown and and probably starting a couple of terms that we won't actually be going to any games anytime soon Mm -hmm. so I think it's it's a difficult situation Um, but yeah if if that is possible Definitely, we're looking to doing that, yeah. Um, that's about it, to be honest, Thomas. I mean, there was one question about fans just asking about donations again. Is is there anything that's going to get the wheels in motion with that type of thing? How can people help with that? We've heard about the, the volunteering stuff, but in terms of looking ahead to, to fund stuff, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, it'll just be a case of similar to what we've done before. We have had recent discussions. We used GoFundMe last time for the, the big fundraiser, and it was just they were a nightmare getting the money off. They wanted so much information from us, so we, we're exploring different options that we've got available but we'll let everyone know on social media in good time anyway when when we know exactly what we're going to be doing and, and when that's going to be as well excellent honestly mate thank you so much for talking to us today it's it's really been exciting and you know if, if it doesn't happen then we're going to look very silly recording this but um <laughs> i can't wait to see what the future holds uh, and even more so with what happens with war flags and um, i look forward to getting my jigsaw in the post yeah excellent thanks for that idea yeah no worries um listen thomas i'm um, looking forward to seeing you soon and uh, thanks so much again yeah thanks mate does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined make your comeback with gw hospital sports medicine we offer services from neck to toe including care for shoulders hips knees ankles and hands plus we're the official health care partner of gw athletics the dc furies and the dc revolution get back to doing the things you love Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Sports Social Podcast Network.